Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Secure Networks, the Index Packet Forensic Files, with your host, Michael Morris. This week's very special guest is Hakan Holmgren, EVP of Sales for Kubro. Hakan, welcome. Thanks for joining. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I started back in the 90s as a technical support engineer, um, then moved on to sales roles uh, in telecom and IT industries, uh, working for American companies, European companies, and uh, yeah, I'm based in Sweden, in Stockholm at the moment. So, yeah, that's uh, my background. I don't know if that's the Swedish background behind you, but it's, it's gorgeous <laughs> there. I have been there. So uh, again, thank you for taking some time to share your insights with us. One of the things I really want to learn from you today and talk about is talk to us about how the right network monitoring architecture can both improve your monitoring and security posture, as well as have a really positive impact on your green contributions as, as, you know, as it relates to climate change. Right. Yeah. So that's a that's the question with two answers. I would say. I mean, the security piece. Uh, first, you need to have physical taps in your network uh, yeah. and stop using spam ports. I mean, you and I know that for twenty years, but still, that's a educational process we have to go through over yeah. and over again. Uh, I will not go into those details now, but uh, I just want to have that said. For security, think about taps first. Then you have the foundation uh, for a secure, resilient network monitor. The next layer is the, the traffic aggregation and packet forwarding uh, called packet brokers in okay. industry terms. And that's where you could also not only save money, but also make some really good green initiatives. Uh, and that goes hand in hand, because if you spend less money on power and cooling, yeah, that's good for the environment. Well, so, so you mentioned, absolutely, you mentioned uh, power and cooling. Are those the biggest drains for large companies as it relates to their networks and their infrastructures um, in terms of impact on the environment? Or are there some no. other things? Obviously, I'm sure it varies by industry, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Not only, but that's, that's two really big ones, I would say. In the last couple of years, I've seen people being more and more interested in those uh, aspects. But also, I mean, the rack footprint is a really big one. I mean, you have limited space in the data center. And... Um, yeah, it's expensive to have more space and it's maybe not even possible in some places. So yeah, that's another one. No, that's that's an excellent point. Um, you know, between land resources and energy resources, I mean, those are two big, big impacts. Um, what are some approaches to address these issues um, and, and give some recommendations that you might have? I mean, you mentioned some some fundamentals in terms of taps and packet brokers as, as staples to really make it more efficient. But how can an implementation approach and network design really address and reduce impact on climate? Yeah. So in order to, to, to look at that, you actually have to go inside the boxes. What, what, what do you have inside the boxes to process okay. the packets, right? So, I mean, there are a lot of commodity switches with simple ASICs and x86 cpus and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, a lot of them in market and they are of course cheap or cost efficient if you want to call it like that <laughs> but if you have something alternative and there are some new relatively new technologies out there intel have uh, they acquired the barefoot uh, asics uh, okay. that we use uh, the arm cpus that's been very popular in some you know public clouds even 
so we, we use that, that kind of technology within the box. And uh, by that, we can do, do much more uh, in the same um, box than, than you need maybe five or other boxes to do the same. Okay. Well, wow, that's some tremendous economies of scale then if, if, if you can do that with uh, the right technologies. Um, as I talk with many CISOs, um, one of their top priorities is, is building in security resiliency, right? So resiliency by nature means oftentimes a lot of redundancy, a lot of, um, a lot of layers to, to, to support stability and, and um, robustness in their infrastructures. Um, so how can taking an architectural approach um, around resiliency um, and, and a, a model, what is a good model to have where it can both increase their resiliency and reduce their impact on climate? Yeah, good question. I mean, it comes back to that, you know, first again, start with taps and when you have it, really look into the total solution you want to implement. You know, it's not just a box here and the box there. Uh, there's, a, there's a use case you want to address, I guess. And um, by, by using the right type of packet broker uh, that we have or, you know, the market can, can offer, you could really save all these rack space and power and cooling. And, and at the end, it's actually economical benefits. You know, it's uh, OPEX costs. Uh, so uh, the, those are the, the, the green and the economical aspects. But then if you want to do something with multiple boxes, that's much more harder to manage and it's greater risk if something goes wrong, right? That's the security posture uh, decrease, I would say. So having fewer boxes that can do the same, it's much, much better. No, absolutely. Absolutely on that one. So how... how um... How does an approach like this also help in scaling and agility? You know, as businesses are obviously trying to grow and um, and expand their market reach, um, you know, and they're adopting you know hybrid technologies. Uh, how does that how does that fit in the scaling and the agility model? Uh, well, I mean, I would say now it's. It's been a few years, but, you know, the virtual networks and the overlay networks and, you know, we're having 100 gig links for many years and now the 400 gig links are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, then it's becoming even more complex to do all this stuff and you want to do it ideally not in a CPU type of software fashion. The more you can do on the silicon, the ASIC, uh, the better. So um, that's the approach we have taken at Kubro at least to, to implement as much as possible in the ASICs. Okay. And then if there are something that needs a CPU, uh, we, we use, yeah, as I said, ARM type of technology that are more cost efficient and, right. and, and energy efficient. And we were talking in the, um, when we were kind of planning for this interview about the land virtualization and stuff like that, um, and, and really being able to scale um, that way to create some of those resilient layers. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? The, the VXLAN type of stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's been used very popular, the VXLAN technology. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, in some of the switches in the market, you, you have to use that in the, in the, in the CPU type of thing, right? And, and we actually do it in the, in the silicon basics. So we do 
line rate VXLAN yeah. handle filtering and, and you know all of that. So again, for us it's 3.2 terabit in one box where you might need multiple boxes to do the same. Right. No, I, I knew that was a, a real key feature that you guys could offer and a component to really support the the scaling side of things. So I, I wanted to make sure you know our listeners heard the the capabilities that are out there in the market. Are there um, other best practices, Hakan, that you would encourage our listeners to think about as it comes to improving green initiatives? Yeah, no, yeah really look into some, you know, the total cost of ownership aspect, right? The five-year plan so i mean buying something there's a capex involved of course you have to pay for it up front uh, but then you have the operational costs uh, you know the support and maintenance is one thing but again the, the power that will be needed the rack space and, and, and the cooling so i mean there are now i see a few you know customers looking into these things and actually the opex might be way much higher than the capex uh, so so if they can look at that i mean then they will also have a positive impact on the on the energy uh, the green aspect. No, absolutely, and, I, and I've I've read a number of articles around data centers recently. You know, adopting kind of these approaches and architectures really to to have green data centers, right? As as yeah. they call them. Um, so I I, th- I think you're spot on on that. Hakan, looking forward, one of the things I always like to ask our our industry experts is you know, be a forecaster for us. Um, what are some things you'd recommend our listeners to really think about or look out for over the next six to 18 months in, in this constantly shifting battle for uh, network and cybersecurity? Yeah, so, I mean, we here at Kubra, we are kind of a network plumbing company, you know, we're between the network and the monitoring tools like yeah. MDs. So, uh, of course, when a customer have a 100 gig link and maybe the tools are 10 gig, you want to keep them for a period of time if they can, so we can help with that. But now you have 400 gig coming in, so you're gonna have the same kind of challenge again. Um, and you know you want to do that cost efficiently and, and power efficiently, and we have solutions for that for 400 gig in a very efficient way. The other thing I would mention is we also, coming back to the virtualization of networks, uh, I think, and I've seen that the smart NIC discussion is really rising. Uh, and smart NIC can mean many things. It could be FPGA based, or it could be, in our case, CPU, ARM CPU based. But I think you want to do much, much more in the hardware than you know sh- shuffling up all the packets to the main CPU and back again. So, so I think we'll see more of the can smart NIC thing. No, oh, no, that's an excellent point. Yeah, I've, I've talking with another former colleague of ours that. Uh, works in some smart NIC technology recently and uh, you're spot on on some of the things they're doing in that. So Hakan, well, again, I want to thank you for taking a little bit of your time to share your insights and how to better secure networks. We'd ask our listeners to tune in next time for another edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with our fusion technology partners like Kubro, please go to endace.com. Hakan, thank you. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me.